Hi, everyone, and welcome to Televisions, the podcast, an audio companion to the Televisions website and a show made by Anglophiles for Anglophiles. I am Lacey Bogermilis, and I'm the editor here at Televisions. And joining me, as usual, is my co-host, Miss Annie Bundle. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Uh, Annie's recording at the new, a different, not new, but different computer today. So I'm having a lot of anxiety about how this is going to go. So if it just sounds bad or like I'm talking to myself, it's her fault is what I'm saying. Um, it's not that, but I will note that, uh, uh, um, the sound in my headphones is not controlled by the usual thing it's controlled by. And it's really weirding me out. Um, I keep trying to turn you down and it won't turn down. And I'm like, okay, I guess Lazy's just going to be that loud in my ears. And it's fine. Um, it's not actually bleeding over, which is the only thing that like our sound guy cares about. So there you go. Um, huzzah. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so what are we talking about today? While uh, that, that that got pushed to today because I couldn't record yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fine. Um, because uh, it just made it easier to watch the thing that we're going to talk about anyway, which is we are we are going to discuss the. I don't even know what season we're on of this technically. Fourteen. Fourteenth uh, season of the Great British Baking Show, known to virtually everyone as the Great British Bake Off, but we can't call it that in America, so baking show it is. Yeah, thanks Pillsbury. Um, and uh, if you if you watch it on a uh, 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 Netflix, you will probably notice it is labeled Cycle Eleven. Um, nobody actually calls it Cycle Eleven, though it did take me a really long time to get over calling it. Like I used to actually try and call it that in the uh, in my recaps, and finally Lacey was like, "Stop that! It's just not worth it. It's just too. Co- it's just too confusing." Yeah. Um. Even on the show, when you see it on Netflix, like they the people on the show refer to it as the Bake Off. So mm-hmm. sorry, America. I guess. <laughs> anyway. Um. Bake Off. This was a a season that has happened. I suspect some of our complaints about it will be familiar to any of you who listened to our episode. Did we do one of these last year? Oh yes, we've done. I don't remember? We, we yeah, we did. We did because it was pandemic bubble Bake Off. Um, I don't know. I I'm pretty sure I've made a lot of the complaints that I'm about to make for what feels like the infinite time before, but they still need to be said, so I'm gonna say them. <sighs> Yeah, I am. Um, oh, by the way, before we even start on this, like total spoilers, we're going to tell you who the winner is and how we feel about it. So if you have not, um, if you have not watched or are not caught up or have not somehow been spoiled by other media that is not us, please stop listening now and come back to it. Yeah, I am. Um, so here's the thing about baking show that I, I really want to. Uh, Paul Hollywood was always a problem. Okay, I want to. I I want to like. I want. I want to make that very clear. Like, I don't. I wrote a whole piece about how the problem with Bake Off is Paul Hollywood. Yes, I know. Um, but I mean, like, even before, even in the before times. Okay, like even back when it was on, like the BBC. Um, because the first seven seasons, which are the ones with Sue and Mel, um, and Mary Berry, are those are the BBC years. And basically, when it moved to Channel 4, they stayed with the BBC because they were hired by the BBC and they were kind of horrified by how Love Productions uh, uh, screwed over the BBC and uh, and took the show to Channel 4. Paul Hollywood was the only one who shamelessly took the money and, and went with them. <laughs> but, okay, and there's a lot, There's there, I see a lot of people who think, well, that's really the problem here, is that Paul Hollywood was the only one who carried over. He was sort of treated like, you know, the, the 
the ultimate celebrity because he was the only one from the BBC years. Everybody was very differential to him. No, I want to be clear that Paul Hollywood was always a problem from the beginning. And as as uh, evidence, I would like to remind you all about The Great British Bake Off season four, which in uh, in America, a PBS broadcasted as season two. Uh, which is part of the reason why all of the numbering is all screwed up. Um, this was the, for, for those who are like, I don't know numbers, just tell me who won. This is the Francis season. Um, the one where she made a a sandwich, she made sandwich cakes that look like sandwiches and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it, you can also think of it as the one where Kimberly should have won, but she kind of, uh, uh, crashed out, um, during the finale. And it's also the season with Ruby. And as you all will remember, Francis and Kim and Ruby were the three finalists. And Ruby, um, when we watched it in America, first of all, it came over early. It was one of the very first seasons. So people didn't see it in the same way that they watch now. But Ruby was always sort of this very nervous presence on the show. And she was sort of pushed through by Paul in the same way that Dan was very much pushed through by Paul this season. And at the time, this was right as the show really took off in the UK and everybody watched it weekly. And this is also about the time when online bullying was a huge thing but people didn't really recognize it as a thing yet because the internet was still seen as that thing that dudes do in their parents basement who don't get married and ruby was basically vilified by british people online and treated very badly who said you know rumors like basically said that she was sleeping with paul hollywood that she was seducing him that she was flirting with him that she was basically like that, that she was basically like the reason that she was still there the reason he was keeping her is because she was you know basically a jezebel shall we say and the reason and honestly like it was not fair on her it was kind of horrifying I felt when I watched the season, I didn't actually know any of this. I just thought she was a really annoying character who was like, just she just wouldn't stop whining and she wouldn't stop cringing. And I just didn't like her very much. And like, I just uh, she was she was not my favorite. And then I found out about how she got treated in the press and I felt really bad about it. But at the same time, I was like, why was she so cringy and why did she behave like that? Um. Many seasons later, there was some sort of comment she made on Twitter. I don't remember what it is now, and it's gone because Twitter is a a cesspool, and I couldn't find it. But at the time, it was construed to suggest by several outlets that actually they'd all gotten the wrong end of the stick, and it wasn't her being a Jezebel, it was him being a predator. And that he had been sort of not behaving himself and pushing her through the show. And that the reason that she acted so cringy and upset all the time is because she didn't know how to behave around him because he was misbehaving. So I want to be very... Yeah. I want to be very freaking clear that Paul has always been a problem. Um, I will say that I don't think Paul misbehaved in the same way this season which is good no i would i i would say that in fact i would say that after that 
part of the reason why Paul was sort of less of a personality in the following seasons, which were seasons five, six, and seven, which are the big three that most Americans got into when this show first hit, which were seasons one, three, and four for us, was partly the fallout from that season. Um, and that that's partly why he was a little bit more retiring and a little bit less personality. Now, the fact of the matter is, is that at this point, any vestige of that is probably gone. Um, but the truth is, is that he just, he's always been a problem. I have been wrong. I want to be honest. I thought that as long as there were people to balance him, it would be okay. And I was wrong. Well, I think the problem is, is the the show has not found a way to really balance him. I think I think it's I think it's hard to replace Mary Berry on a lot of levels in a show like this. But I don't think uh, I don't think they've found anyone that has the sort of like gravitas and just general like Mary Berry is a legend. So I feel like there hasn't been. I think you need somebody like that against Paul because otherwise Paul will just steamroll over everyone. And and I do think, to her credit, this is probably Prue's best season pushing back. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, but I don't think I don't think Prue is. Uh, when I say Paul's equal, I don't I don't mean that the way it sounds. I mean I don't think that Prue stands up is is a person who can stand up to Paul the way that Mary Berry is, or whose opinion is automatically like waited listen to listen to the way that mary berries is yeah because let's be fa- let's be real like most of us think about prue she's got some really like interesting sartorial choices and loud glasses and she likes booze and her cake and that is what you know about prue um yeah that's true mary berry is basically a little bit like the julia child of english cooking she has literally been on the bbc since the 1970s she's been on the air for 50 freaking years like she i mean she's still on the air she's mm-hmm. got like christmas specials coming out this year mm-hmm. you know and i just i don't know i think i think maybe you need that sort of level of uh <laughs> there's a there's like a trend on instagram reels right now where they use that voiceover from uh, is it the Princess Bride? It's like, who is this person who speaks to me like I needed his advice? And that is the Mary Berry vibe. Yeah. And I, Prue does not have that vibe. No, Prue, um, Prue's big uh, uh, credit before she joined the uh, Bake Off was that she was a judge on the Great British Menu, um, which is a very popular show, don't get me wrong, but not one that, but it, and it's not 50 years of being a stand and stir staple on the BBC. <laughs> um it just isn't um and honestly like that's part uh, that is part of the problem yes um i do feel that allison genuinely changed the dynamic in the tent though to the point oh i love allison like she's great she's a great addition i'm really glad they picked her i feel like she is much better than certainly God love him and I love him Matt Lucas was at sort of connecting with the bakers like in a genuine emotional way instead of the weird not funny way that Matt liked to do I think she's a good balance to Noel who has always been a little bit better than Matt at actually like connecting with the bakers and and sort of caring about their stories and their journeys and and what is happening to them and and I think they're a good duo 
do I do I think that it's as good as it used to be? Not really. Is it a marked improvement? Absolutely. Absolutely. I also felt like they I felt like this season they were a unit in a way that I have never felt before. Or since since Sue and Mel left, I have never felt like our hosts are a unit. I've always felt like it's Noel and somebody. It's Noel and Sandy. It's Noel and Matt. No. Allison and Noel are a unit. Um Allison breaks Noel in a way that humanizes him that I'd never seen before. And the two of them together kind of stand apart from the judges in a way I'd never seen Noel do before either. And against the judges in a way I'd never seen Noel do before either. I know Noel had a lot of opinions this season. Mm -hmm. And he was not pleased about what Paul was doing. And that, to me, was also a huge break. Because up until now, there's always been sort of this uh, katowing to Paul from Noel. And this this season, having Allison there as the weight to, to sort of give him, really seemed to give him a backbone. And it was really great to see. And, that, and I think in a way, that's also why Prue was able to stand up more this season. Don't you think? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, was, was that just me? Because I really did think that that, that helped. Um, I do, I do feel, I do feel that Prue was more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do think she had more of substance to say than she has had in previous seasons. And maybe, maybe that's what's giving you that vibe. I still think that she is presented as, as being clearly second to Paul, mm-hmm. um, in a way that Mary Berry never was. Correct. And I just I dislike that. I dislike that because like literally in every judging, it feels as though she is like the yes and to whatever Paul is saying. And that is annoying because Paul. I don't know if Paul used to be like more subtle about like hiding his agenda agenda. Not really, because I've complained about it in the past. But maybe this is years like the first time that I feel like the show itself has really. um allowed itself or the other contestants to really kind of react to Paul's like blatant favoritism, which is wild. Like there's a shot in the finale when Dan carries his, his showstopper up and they just cut to Maddie looking like WTF, which the sh- would never have done in the past. Oh, uh, okay. No, 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 no. When Josh covers his mouth, to hide the laughter when Dan's going back. That was the shot for me. I was just uh, like the editors were on point this season. But before we talk about the ending, let's talk about let's talk about the bakers this year. Who I think I think Bake Off is really about the casting always. always. And I think this year they did they did a really good sort of sort of collective job. Like yes, I had favorites, but this year felt a little Le- usually usually there's a there's like a a click of people who you're kind of like I'm really not sure why this person is here. Uh they are so clearly like cannon fodder and I feel like we didn't really get that this season even like Nikki who is so adorable and I think probably one of the weaker bakers of the group mm-hmm. was not like the obvious like you know the show has a tendency to have like the sweet old lady that sticks around like two or three weeks longer than she should have. Oh yes. 
Um, Dawn last Dawn last year was was the one um, that like they didn't give her that they didn't give her that edit and she really seemed to be very capable as a baker if maybe not quite on the level of like Tasha mm. but like I feel like everybody sort of really deserved to be there and and the people who did it, the people who went early were the people that should have gone early. Well, for the most part, um, I would I would disagree in exactly one place. For the most part, I said. For the most part, we'll talk about Abby in a minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would. Other than other than Abby, absolutely, I do agree with you that in in nearly all cases, the correct people went home when they were supposed to. Amos, Keith, Rowan, Nikki, Dana, all of them basically re- went right up to the line of where their abilities were and once they hit that line they left and that was pretty fair i would say um and that also felt really good um and i did well, i mean it's all it's good when the show feels good you know mm-hmm. it feels good when the show feels competitive it feels good when the show feels like the right results are happening like it's it it makes the whole thing better, and I and I wish that they understood that more than they do behind the scenes sometimes, because the 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 thing that takes away from that is the the obvious favoritism towards certain contestants, the inexplicable dislike of some contestants that is out of all proportion to the product that they're putting forth. Like it's just really weird, and it's it's. It's so weird. Yeah. Um. And actually, th- let us actually let now roll over to the the Abby moment that made no sense. All right. Bread week made no sense. Okay. Let let let's just let I, I I desperately need everyone to understand that bread week made no sense. On some level, I knew that there was no way Dan could go home. Okay. He'd done so well on in the, in the first episode, and he'd done actually decently well to the point of I wasn't that I saw him as runner up to Tasha in Starbaker in episode two. So when we hit episode three and he failed at bread, I was like, all right, he fails at bread, but he's really good at cakes and he's re- and he's and he's really good at biscuits. He's two out of three. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people that are bad at bread. The other problem is, is that like 90% of the show is not bread, but the show makes it be like, bread is so important because Paul's obsession is bread. Yes. Um. So, you know, giving Dan a pass on bread week was to me, yeah, okay, that's probably going to be fine. We we expect that. But A, he served raw dough. Okay. Let's Let's be clear. Wait, was that I was that was that bread week or was that the later one? No, no, no. I was, he had several weeks where I thought Dan should have gone home and did not. The first one, this is the one where he actually put pieces of raw. They'd been in the oven for like five minutes. Okay, they were not baked; they were raw, and he literally just put them on the the the, the he put them on the showstopper and he served raw dough. Okay, that is a not only shows a complete lack of 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 mental ability to 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 cut when your thing isn't working like i can't serve this he doesn't have the i can't serve this right like he which we saw with the macarons in the finale like he doesn't he, he, he can't cut i think that's an ongoing question though because in the history of this show um 
there have been a couple of bakers who have thrown things away rather than serve it. And they have really suffered for it. So is it worse to not plate anything or is it worse to plate something that's not finished? Well, okay. I think the history of this show would indicate the former is worse. Okay. So I get why you did it. I mean, it was a terrible bake, but I don't think I don't think he was wrong. I mean, he's hardly the only person this season who served a, a something that was not fully cooked. Um, but the thing is, you it, had was, a, it was a terrible, it was a terrible bake. He had, and I think that is his central piece was good, though. His central piece was fine. He didn't need the raw dough. He could have just tossed those bits. Yes, it would have been unfinished, but he lo- at least would have had only stuff on there that was actually edible. Um, now, that that being said, like, I wasn't surprised that he wasn't out. But it made no sense that Abby went home. Like, it was just random. Well, it probably was at that point. Like, there was nothing wrong with her bake. <laughs> I thought her for I thought her obsessive foraging was weird. But that's just really my like, that's a subjective personal taste thing. I'm sure some people are very into that. Um, but there was nothing technically wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah. And that I mean, was what really threw me is there was nothing there was nothing about hers that wasn't mushy middle. <laughs> yeah. But uh something that I think this show should think about but it won't is is it judging on and I I will put 20 bucks that I said this exact same thing the last time we talked about the show is this show meant to be judging on cumulative performance or individual entry? Ah, yes, you did say this last time. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Because if it is on an individual entry, like Dan should have gone home like five times. Mm-hmm. Like so should Maddie or Christy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 really insane to me that I mean, and you know what? If the show is if the show wants to keep people based on the potential of the things they might do as certain weeks approach or bakes get harder or whatever, like that's fine. But they then try to argue the other way like they do it in the final they're like mm, josh just had a bad day today or when tasha got booted josh didn't have a bad like, day like look at the if we're, if we're gonna like look at the cumulative effect of his season are you serious like it's just it if you're gonna judge it in the moment that's fine but like judge it in the moment like the lack of consistency in how they're choosing what the standards are that these bakers have to meet is crazy okay I, I just because it's obvious that Dan got saved because of the strength of his body of work. Yes. And yet Josh did not win on the strength of his body of work. Josh didn't. Have I love a- Maddie. I love Maddie. I love Maddie. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's super adorable. I hope he and his girlfriend have like the best wedding next year. Like they are so great. And he makes a great sausage roll, which is just like a personal favorite thing of mine that mm-hmm. I wish America would like get on the stick about because they're amazing. <laughs> sausage rolls but, are like, great. Yes. Gosh, sausage rolls are so freaking good. <laughs> but like, I just, like if we're going to judge based on body of work, Josh should have won. But if we're going to judge based on like individual entry in that particular competition, then okay, Ma- Maddie should win. But which is it? And can we also remember that Josh didn't have a bad day on the finale? That was a lie. I know, right? Paul's in it. Let's Paul's inexplicable hatred of Josh is insane to me. Like, I can't figure out what it is. Is it he's too like, is he like too prepared? Is he too technical? Like, I don't like I just can't. How? I don't how? know. Do you, I, I don't know. But he hate. But like it, the thing is, is that Paul does not. 
if Paul really wants to like stay the heavy behind this, he needs to get a lot better about telegraphing the things that he likes and does not like. Because it was apparent all season that he hated Josh and loved Dan. And <laughs> even when even when their product did not bear out those feelings. And I mean, I say this knowing full well that he also loved Tasha, who was my personal favorite this season and really should have made the final. If we're again, if we're going on body of work, Tasha should be in the final. Not that she had a bad patisserie week. She like, she did crazy. okay she, pick one she did have a bad patisserie week that is true she did actually if we're going by week by week yes well yes but like yeah I I'm not even arguing that like that was not her best day no but again Dan did not have his best day like three times mm-hmm. and made the final yes so so what is it which is it who would have made who would have made that final more interesting Tasha oh yes absolutely and can we also just point out that. Dan should never have made it that far, even if he even if he managed to pull it out enough in the semifinal to get himself into the final, which is basically what happened when he hit the final. It was very obvious that he was in over his head. He's the only one who failed on the signature. He burnt, basically caramelized his technical and that showstopper, I was genuinely shocked. Oh my gosh, the technical where he where Paul tried to pretend like Maddie's was worse than that is wild. Oh my god, right? Like, it was literally like the wrong color, right? Like it was shocking. I mean, granted, I say this like I know what lardy cake is or how to make it, which I do not. It <laughs> sounds horrible, but um, like again, what are the like the criteria here? It's just baffling. And I can't, I really can't find a reason for it other than Dan is Paul's favorite. And that's the only, like, he, like, there's at least three different episodes where I truly believe Paul, like, just saved him because he liked him. Like, Dan, like, even if you, even if you write off Bread Week as it's the third challenge, you know, Dan has such a high ceiling. Let's keep him around and see what happens. There are at least two more weeks after that where I just cannot. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I I can't fathom how he stayed, but like, I don't know, Dana went home. Saku went home. Well, Saku doesn't do a lot to help herself in a lot of her challenges. No, she didn't. But she basically she gave them an out so that they didn't have to send Dan home. And Christy also gave them an out so they didn't have to send Dan home. Um, but that is basically what happened is that other people that they managed to find somebody else to send home each time. But Dan should never have made the final in the first place. And his fit th- that I'm sorry, that showstopper actually shocked me. Oh, my gosh. It was I actually texted Annie about how stunned I was at how bad his showstopper was. And again, I say this is somebody who could not make that cake. I and and I I really actually like Dan as a person. I think he's charming. I think his family is great. I think he loves baking. I think he's really fun. But I don't think the show did him any favors by not genuinely criticizing the things that he did because because he had not learned to, you know, take a piece of jewelry off in his final bake, like that's why stuff didn't work. And I appreciate that he's being ambitious, but like Maddie won because Maddie's like, here are the three things I can do and I'm going to do them. Yep. Yep. And actually that I I, I noted that many I, mo- I noted that multiple times in my uh, recaps um, that Maddie was very good at knowing exactly what he could do and doing it. 
and and staying within his lane and that that's why he was and that's why he was moving on when better people were going home because he knew how to work within his skill set and i always thought that that would and honestly like i just i i i felt so bad for dan actually in that finale and I would, I, w- I know. I mean, he had a lot. He had some bad luck. He made some bad choices. Like he that don't, was uh, But I don't think that they did. That was, I don't think they did him any favors. No. Like I just because you know what? When Paul Hollywood is like constantly hyping up everything you do, even when it is demonstrably like not your best work, like there is, what does that tell them? Right. Right. No. Like, that's not constructive criticism. And that's not, it's not his, there was a baker a couple of years ago where everybody was very cruel to them. I I don't remember her name. This was two or three. She was the Jurgen season. The Jurgen season. Yes, you remember her, right? Wasn't she? She's the girl in the, yes, she was blonde girl, Jurgen season, clearly did not belong in the final. My favorite is apparently, my curse, my Bake Off curse is that my favorite goes out in the semifinals every year because I was also a huge Jurgen stan. Love him so much. But that poor girl making it over him was cruel. Yes, because she did not belong there and she knew she didn't belong there and everybody knew she didn't belong there. And I felt so bad for her. And in a way, like at least Christelle, that was her name. At least she knew that she didn't belong there and she just came to have a good time. And she didn't take it all that seriously. And she didn't she she knew she was third runner up and she was fine with it in a lot of ways. And honestly, like. Dan didn't know that and watching it slowly dawn on him over the course of the hour was actually painful and that moment where he that that moment where he made the joke about I'll do better next week was heartbreaking I mean he's very self-aware I'll give him that but I yeah I don't know because the thing is is that I think Dan is a really good baker yeah I just don't think that they, because I called very early on that I thought the final two would be Tasha and Dan, mm-hmm. but I don't think that the the judges did him any favors by not giving him constructive criticism. Absolutely. Um, which sucks. Yeah. Because I think when Dan is on, he's amazing. Like that, that, that bomb thing he made of the earth. Oh, that was so was cool. Amazing. Okay. That was, that was so cool. I actually, I, I. <laughs> so you guys know that I, um, the, you guys who read my recaps know that I actually go in and I uh, do uh, screenshots of all the bakes and and um, use all the best ones that I that I get. Um, with Dan, I actually took extra screenshots and I built a little photo thing of it so you could see all the different layers because it was just that cool. Um, and that, I mean, honestly, like that's the kind of thing that I tune in for. That is the kind of big I want to see. Like that is the kind of thing that an a- when an amateur pulls that off, I am cheering. And I, it was just, it was so painful on so many levels for Dan to like, that wasn't the first time either. There were a couple other ones where like the edit made it so obvious that, 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 that Dan had failed and Paul was pushing him through and that Dan would, would then stand there and be like, well, Paul loved it. And with no idea. I know. And it's really not fair to him. Because he is really talented. And I think if you tell, I think if you had told him, like, here is where this failed, not tell him it was great, like, that would, there would have been, like, real improvement. And that 
brings me to the editing. I mean, you know, or you or you know what? Maybe maybe Dan has a lane and there are things that Dan is great at baking and things that Dan is not great at baking. And that's fine. But that probably means he doesn't do, he doesn't make the finals mm-hmm. or shouldn't make the finals. And that brings me to the editing because the editing this season shocked me. Oh, you don't watch a lot of reality TV. I love this stuff. Okay. I can tell you all about like who's going to win a season of Survivor based on like the edits that people give them and how the edits on Big Brother are like different for the live for the show where only the normies are watching and don't know what's going on in the live feeds. Like uh, reality TV show editing is an art. Um, I watched the OK. So to be honest, the the kind of reality shows that I watch are usually like I watched Project Runway for many, many years. I watched uh, American Idol for many, many years. Um, I those are the kind I love. I love reality competition series where people are genuinely talented. Those are my those are my bag. Oh my gosh, you've seen this before then. Idol used to be so egregious about the edits they gave people. Oh yes, absolutely they did. But what shocked me is that Idol always knew who was supposed to be winning and edited accordingly. Okay? This didn't edit accordingly. And I found that to be startling. I know it was a bit weird. Normally the show doesn't doesn't do a lot of the things that it did this season and i don't why was that, that i don't i, I don't had know questions like, what was because like, on some level for bake-off that does feel a little bit mean-spirited in a way that this show is not normally like that that that's not its vibe but i also think that it is i mean i don't know you can't edit the show to be like paul is correct all the time because he's he's not and he was so obvious this year about about the people he liked the most and the people he inexplicably hated, Josh. Um, I know, but also like I just, I I, I know this, and and I and I understand that, but there's also a level where like I felt like the show was 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 showing its hand in a way. Like you do know that Paul is really just this awful human being, right? Like I felt like we were being we were being shown that deliberately and i don't quite understand why the thing i couldn't understand was i couldn't understand if we were supposed to read the editing as a critique of paul or like a critique of dan and i think when it came off as a critique of dan it felt mean yes and it felt not like the vibe of this show yes absolutely and and i don't i don't know where the line is and i don't even know how much percentage wise i think the show fell on either side of it I, i didn't I mean, I enjoyed it because I'm petty and I really do not like Paul. So I I have loved the kind of vibe some of his judging pronouncements have have kind of been treating what treated with. But I also really don't think it's fair. I don't know if I think it's fair to like use Dan to make that point. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. Because Dan Dan is Dan is lovely. He is doing amazing things it's not his fault if paul has like hyper fixated on him yeah i um that's that was what really got me is i could not figure out and i couldn't figure out if i was supposed to hate dan if i was supposed if if this was supposed to make me hate dan i think it's like impossible to hate dan it was yeah he's like he's he's so nice right like that he's not quite like labrador level of of maddie but like he's he's so nice and and loves baking that that moment like think about that moment where like when when maddie was walking back his 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 tilty cake 
and 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 Dan just literally calls out to him, "Hey, Maddie lad, you did so great!" And it's just the sweetest. Like it was just so. I know he's so nice. Right? Like he really. I mean, in his interview at the end, where he's like, "Well, it wasn't me." Yep. <laughs> it's like he's so great, right? And I just, I don't know. It's just like it's like I said, it's not his fault that he was this year's Paul hyperfixation object. Yeah, him and a little bit of Tasha. Tasha would have been a hundred percent Paul's hyperfixation fixation object in a in a season where dan did not exist because you know paul is always going to go for the dudes but yeah i uh i was i just couldn't figure out what the show was trying to do here because in the end what it ended up doing whether or not it meant to or not is that it basically ended up spending a, a season showing us what a jerk paul really is and how detrimental he really is to the show and that is not a thing I think it meant to show us. The thing that is unfortunate, I think, is that I I think it makes Maddie's win feel not tainted, but like a condolence prize, kind of. Oh. Do you know what I mean? You like, haven't read my recap. Like, okay, yeah. You no, I haven't read your recap. I literally just watched the finale this morning. Um, like I feel I feel like it makes Maddie's win feel not as good as Maddie's win should feel. Absolutely. And I don't know if that's because Paul really wanted it to be Dan or Paul really just hates Josh that much. But it feels like Maddie was the other option. Do you know what I mean? And I don't like it because he's so charming and I love everything the show was trying to do. And like every time Allison talked to him about about how he's not like a, 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 a guy that that people traditionally like see as being a baker and that he should not be ashamed of like having these you know more traditionally feminine coded like cooking skills or whatever or or enjoying making foodstuffs or spending time in the kitchen and I actually think he's a really lovely like he makes stuff for his like rugby team Mm -hmm. like I love that about I love like I love Maddie's vibe but I love more like the kind of person Maddie is winning the show is actually like kind of really important and cool but I feel like the vibe of it was kind of like well Maddie's here because Dan couldn't do it, and Paul hates Josh. So, um, when Maddie got the handshake for his sausage rolls, oh, he only got that handshake because he made a sausage roll that actually tasted like a sausage roll. Absolutely, his win felt the exact same way. Do you know what I do not want in my sausage rolls? Prawn. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> like. The name, it's on the tin. The name of it is on the tin. It is a sausage roll. Like, make a sausage roll. (laughs) Sorry, I love sausage rolls. But, like, that's what, that is, like, he got that handshake because Paul was, like, so happy that somebody made a sausage roll that was just, like, a classic, regular sausage roll that didn't have any weird crap in it. Yeah, I would, uh, 100% A, yes. But I felt like his win, I felt like Maddie's win of the show was the exact same thing. It was, it was that same instinct of, oh, thank God, here, yes. Um, It was, it was, oh, you're fine, you were competent, here, yes. And my, uh, my title of my, uh, of my recap was, the two sweetest words in the English language, which, if you are a Simpsons fan, you will remember are default. Um, Homer Simpson mm. yells them over and over again when he gets to go to space. Um, and that is very much how I felt Maddie's win played at, in, in, in the finale. And that is, it is not fair 
for him, but that is how it played. I know. I love him. And you are you are a hundred percent right that Maddie's that 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 there that there was an important message in Maddie winning that they found and they and that they that they that they managed because the show is very very good at editing. It is so good at that. And he's so good at the finale. And it is so good at making you feel good. Right? Like his girlfriend enters him because he she knows that he doesn't feel like confident enough to do it, that he doesn't feel like he's, you know, a good enough baker to do it. And guys like him aren't supposed to be baking. Like it's so good. Right? And like that the, there's a moment in the finale where he says, I ten weeks ago I couldn't have done this. Ten weeks ago, I literally couldn't have made these things. And then he cries. He's like crying. He is a great winner. He's a great person. I love him and wish him all success. I just like, this is not how I thought this season was going to go. And I think like he, he's had a little something taken away from him mm-hmm. that I didn't expect. Yeah. And I just, please, what, like maybe, maybe. May, okay. Dan not winning, obvious, because he did not perform very well. Because again, we've decided that we've decided this episode is about the episode and not the body of work. But even if it was body of work, I don't think he should have won. No, Josh did an okay bake. It looked beautiful. Um, it felt like they nitpicked it. They did. And his body of work has his body of work has been pristine. Mm-hmm. Like pristine every week. Mm-hmm. Never felt like he was in danger of going home. Ever. He won this episode and he won the season. He both had the body of work and he won the episode. The fact that he did not win this season makes no sense whatsoever. It's wild. It's wild. Yes. Wild. He's the only person that did a, a showstopper that looked like a showstopper. Exactly. Like Maddie's cake, Maddie's cake was very pretty, but it took me a minute to figure out that he was doing like a weirdly patterned layered like naked cake and hadn't actually and just hadn't forgotten to decorate it. But I thought he was still going to decorate it. And then I realized, oh, no, the gold leaf is the decoration. <laughs> like, but but Josh has looked like a showstopper. He made a little biscuit greenhouse. It had windows. Like, I just, I don't, why does Paul hate him so much? I don't know. And I say, I say all this again, not to take anything away from Maddie, who I just think is so cute and adorable and clearly, like, did what he needed to do, did what he was supposed to do. I just, I I cannot help but feeling that Josh did not win because Paul really dislikes him for some inexplicable reason that I cannot figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Maddie is that his other his his semi his semifinal cake also was tilted every which way and completely cattywampus, but he put spaces between them so it didn't lean. Right, like literally, he just didn't have a way to cover it up this time. That's the only reason why his cake was leaning. I felt so like. Any other? Every- I mean, it was very, pre- it was very pretty, but it did not look like a finale showstopper. Nope. Not based on like nope. the stuff we've seen over the years. There was exactly one showstopper up there, and it was the and and it was like it was like Paul judged it on a completely different criteria of everybody else's. <laughs> I, I I couldn't I couldn't even right like you were the smart kid, so you were supposed to do better. Yeah, no, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Like so, he's done a lot of great showstoppers. Okay, yeah. Why does he have to make like the Louvre and yeah. Dan's over here like gluing broken macros <laughs> onto like a two level cake? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that is basically. Anyway, I, I I I don't know. I don't know what we do here. Can we get rid of? Is it possible? No, to get- we can't. They're never going to get rid of Paul until Paul decides he st- wants to stop. I think this show needs to really think about 
I mean, the ed- I feel like the shifts in editing this year were kind of like a step towards this, but I think the show really needs to figure out where it thinks Paul fits in the world of the show. Um, because it's just really like it's not, it's not good. Nope. Like him, him with his fist on the scales is it makes the show worse. It does. If he'd let it play out the way that it should have played out, I think we would have had a better finale. I agree. And I, I don't know I don't know what else to say. It's frustrating. I know. Let's wrap up on a happy note. Who was your favorite? Oh, my favorite was Tasha. I mean A hundred percent, my girl. I, I loved her. I love the fact I love the fact that she got everybody signing in uh in BSL. I, I love the fact that she taught people BSL. That she even got like Prue and Noel and Allison and Paul to, to do that. I, I just I loved her so much and I was so sad when she went home. So sad. I know. She should have made the final and I will stand by that statement. She was also my favorite and I just love um um, I know we don't necessarily look to the Bake Off for like representation, but I think it was really great that the show didn't treat her being there like it was anything special. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's just a a deaf person who bakes. Yep. Or or a well, actually let me rewind. A baker who is deaf. Yeah. That's really more the correct framing of that. Like I loved how much a part of everything she was. I loved all the little pictures at the end. She's hanging out with all of the rest of the cast. Like Girl, I hope you follow the Jurgen edit of like writing a fun cookbook and going on book tours and doing whatever you want to do because you are the thing that I will remember from this season the most. Yep. That and Maddie's girlfriend who seems like the best person. <laughs> yeah, I actually think like if there is anyone from this season who will succeed, I do think it will be Tasha. Um, as much as I, I, I don't think that... I, I think Maddie's a good kid and I think that he'll have a great wedding and he might publish a cookbook or two, but I don't see him. He's not a Nadia. You know, yeah. the only the only person in that tent who had Nadia potential was Tasha. And I would not be surprised if she manages despite going home before the finale. I'm still waiting for my Jurgen and Giuseppe like European food road trip show, by the way. So someone needs to get on that. Seriously, Netflix. <laughs> Just saying. Well, that is another year of the Bake Off uh, in the proverbial can. I guess we'll see what happens next season. If you want to tell us your thoughts on who won, who should have won, or who your favorite baker was, we are at televisions at weta.org. Uh, I guess this is the part where I say, Annie, tell the people where they can find you on the internet for more of your baking-related thoughts. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at anniebundle.bluesky.social. Hey, I learned how to say it. Go me. I've been there long enough. Uh, you can find me on threads at Annie Bundle, even though I don't really, really do much with that yet. Um, um, you can find pictures of my very fuzzy cats, one of which who just woke up, um, at Annie Bundle on Instagram. Uh, let's see. I am uh, the associate editor here at Televisions, and I also freelance around the web. And uh, yeah, uh, basically, if you want to know what I wrote this week, just go to Blue Sky because that's where I've been posting all of my bylines recently because I'm trying to make Blue Sky happen, even though I know that Threads is probably the one that's going to win. Huzzah! I am uh, Lacey MB on virtually every social network, and I have Blue Sky invites if people need some. Um, it's still in beta, so we're hyping it make blue sky happen uh if you just want the site and the pod you can find us on facebook at television's blog all one word we are debating whether we should be on blue sky or thread so you know <laughs> tell us where you are and we will try to be there too 
Uh, if you just want all of the content that we're making, you can find that at televisions.org, where we have news, updates, listicles, recaps, reviews, costume sort of things. I don't know. We have a lot of stuff. We're making more stuff. We would love for you to read that stuff. And we would also love it if you clicked on that donate button up top to help us keep making all of the stuff for you to read and listen to. Uh, while you are there, you can also get access to PBS Passport, which will have a tremendous amount of new programming headed your way in the weeks and months to come. There are new seasons of All Creatures Great and Small, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Uh, final season of Doc Martin is currently streaming, I think. There's so much stuff. Stuff that I can't even keep track of at all. So go check it out. And yeah, if you want to talk to us, we're at televisions.weeda.org. We like emails. Send us cat pictures for our newsletter and subscribe to our newsletter if you have not yet done so. Uh, you can do it on the site. That is the show. We are counting down to the end of the year. I don't know. There's like big stuff coming in the next few weeks. So we hope you will stick around and listen to it. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Get all your various vaccinations and boosters because I don't know about y'all, but it suddenly got real cold here and my sizes are unhappy. So I'm afraid that this is going to be like a winter of sickness and I'm not about it. Uh, anyway, as always, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening.